So Genesis chapter 1, verse number 11. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb, the yield seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself a and it was so. So seed means a small, hard part of the plant from which a new plant grows. So we understand that we got to have seed in the ground. So when you're planting a flower bed or you're planting a garden, certain, certain fruits and vegetables that, you know, you want to grow from the actual seed. But before you grow the seed, you got to make sure you have the right ingredients so that the seed can grow. So what is the importance of seed? Seeds are the eminence biological and economic importance that contain high protein, starch, and oil reserves that help in the early stages of growth and development in a plant. These reserves are made, these reserves want to make many cereals and major food sources for large portions of the world's inhabitants. So, so seeds are a biological, we know we have scientists that are developing different things for the, um, for the farmers and different things of that nature, which is good. So before you even start to plant the seed, you got to make sure that you have everything that you need. And Genesis, uh, Genesis 1, 29 Go down to verse number 29. And God said, See, I've given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seeds. To, to you it shall be for food. So, if you're planting a garden, you're planting a garden, you got to make sure that you have the right ingredients. So, <clears throat> what you got to figure out is what you're going to plant. In different times of the year, you can plant different things. So, first, you got to figure out the location of where you're going to put your garden, where you're going to get the most sunlight, which is important because you need the sunlight in order to grow whatever you're growing. So once you cleared out the area of what you're growing, where you want your uh, garden to be, now you gotta figure out what you wanna grow. So you gotta go and talk to a nursery and, and, and talk to them, okay, what, what is, what is uh, growing this time of the year and everything, and that's when you start to, that's when you start to put everything together. So you already got, you already got your garden already mapped out, so now it's time to clear it out and get it set up so that you can plant your plants or plant your seeds so they can grow. So step one, step one, step number one is make a make good use of your location. So wherever your 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 garden is located, you want to make sure that it is a proper location. Okay. Step two, plan your garden layout. What kind of layout? Okay. I want to have my garden twelve by twelve or how big you want it because you want to grow different things. Okay. Step three, 
Grow recommended varieties. So you want to make, you want to have different varieties. You want to have maybe some green beans. You want to have some collard greens, or you want to have some corn, whatever it is. Uh, you want to grow when that in, in that time of the season. Okay, and step four: obtain good seed, plants, equipment, and supplies. Now, this is what my parents do every year. They have a garden in their backyard. I've seen it. I helped them with it when we was living down there. And um, collard greens, what I found out, they love cool weather, they love sun, and they love water. And their, their garden is strictly organic. So they was born and raised in Georgia, so they're not used to all these pesticides and fertilizers. So what my dad does is before he get his plants and everything, he gets either cow manure or horse manure, and he mix in the soil, and he plant his plant. It's already grown, it, you know, it's, it's, it already came from a seed, so when he purchased it, it's already as a plant. So when he plant it in the ground, it already has, and it started to grow, it already has its nutrients in the ground so that it can grow. So I've seen it grow, I mean, they grow nice and tall, nice and healthy. They taste good, too, once I cook them. They taste real good. So you have to make sure that you prepare and care for the soil properly. So you may have to go in there and you may have to take out that soil that you may you may have to take out that dirt that's there and put in new soil so that your plants can grow. Step six, plant your vegetables right. So you have a certain amount of space that you need to plant your vegetables. So you need to get all this, you need to go online, you need to ask questions, they'll tell you, hey, plant them six inches apart or plant them three inches apart because they need room to grow. They need room to grow. Okay, seven, keep down weeds. You, got, you wanna keep the weeds down as much as possible because we all know that when we're planting the garden, weeds all of a sudden spring up. And the reason why they come up is because all weeds need is, they need sunlight and they need water. So once they expose the sunlight, they start to grow. Okay, and step the last step is pest control or control your pests. So we know there, there are different type of insects that will come and eat, eat up your, your, your garden. So you wanna make sure that you use the right pesticides and some people just like all like it all organic. They don't want to use any pesticides, which I absolutely love. And and your food tastes a whole lot better when you don't use pesticides and all that stuff. It's an organic garden. So I know my wife, she wants to have her own garden. I'm like, okay, well, I don't even know where we're gonna put it at. So I gotta figure So uh, and in our backyard, we get plenty of sunlight. We get, we get plenty of sunlight. It depends on what we want to grow. I do want to grow some, some uh, green beans from the seed. I want to put that seed in the ground, put the trellis there. And they say, yeah, when you do that, make sure you put a trellis so that as it grows, it grows to the trellis and it grows up. I said, ooh, cool. That's a, good, that's a good thing. So I know if we start that project, I'll be the one basically taking care of the garden planting the stuff, getting out of me, hurting my back, trying to get all this stuff planted and dug out and everything. So what is the purpose of seeds? Seeds serve several functions for the plants that produce them. Key among 
these functions are nourishments of the embryo to a new location and during unfavorable conditions. Deuteronomy 11.10. Let's go to Deuteronomy 11.10. For the land which you go to possess is not the land of Egypt, for which you have come, where you have sown your seed and watered it by foot as a vegetable garden. So we all know that the reason why we have the fruits and vegetables that we have now, because God placed Adam in the garden. He took care of the garden. He took care of the garden. That's why we have watermelons. That's why we have mangoes. We have avocados and kiwis and grapes and all that different things because he tend to the garden. He took, Adam took good care of that garden. So that's why we have the fruits and vegetables that we have today. And we want to make sure that whatever we plant, whatever seed that you have in the ground, you want to make sure that you water that seed, that you tend to that seed. You take care of it. You want to make sure that nothing interrupts that seed. And we know uh, there are different types of um, animals that can come and mess your garden up. You know, we already know raccoons is one of them because there are a lot of raccoons. Uh, no matter where you live in the state of Florida, you're going to come across a raccoon or you're going to see one somewhere. So we know during the summer we have mosquitoes and different things of that nature, all these different insects. So... We want to make sure that we take care of our vegetable garden. And it is good because uh, it's a seed. It's that seed that's in the ground. So by you making your plan, your layout, so now you got to make sure that you have the right soil, the right sunlight, and that you water that seed. If you don't water that seed, it won't grow. So just by you clearing out the area and you looking at it, okay, well, is something going to grow? I say, well, nothing's going to grow unless you plant it. You got to plant the seed. Just like, uh, let me go here. Let's go to Malachi. People don't like this, but we're going to go to Malachi. Let's go to Malachi 3, 310. Okay, let's start at verse number eight. Will a man rob God? Yet he have robbed me. But, but you say, in what way have he robbed you? In tithes and offering. You are cursed with a curse. You have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this saith the Lord of hosts. I will, if you will not open up, open for you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, pour out such a blessing that there won't be any room for you to, to receive it. So, if you don't put seed in the ground, you're not giving God anything to work with. He said, bring the tithes. That's only 10%. So, if you want God to do something financially in your household, well, God is saying, well, you haven't tied in the last three years, so I have nothing to work with. 
You have to give God something to work with. You have to put that seed in the ground, just like your garden or your flower bed. You have to put that seed in the ground. Because we're talking about seed today, so when we get to harvest, it's going to be a whole, I can't wait to that part. But you have to have something in the ground. So if God telling you to sow an X amount of money, he's not trying to get money from you. He's trying to get money to you. It may not come in the form of money. You may get a call and say, you may get a call from a creditor and say, you know what, uh, we're going we're gonna to um, excuse you of that debt that you owe. You don't have to owe us. You don't, owe, you don't have to owe that money no more. We're going to send you a letter. And on your credit report, they're going to say paid off. You don't have to pay that debt anymore. Or you may get a call from another creditor, creditor and he say, you know what, we know you owe this amount of money. But can we settle for this? You're like, wow, that's just half of what I, I'm selling for half of what I owe. I owe 1000 They want me to pay 450 Hey, I paid the $450. I want to pay the 1000 So you have to give God something to work with. If God, don't, if God doesn't have anything to work with, then I don't know what to tell you. Any pastor will tell you, say, listen, you got to have seed in the ground. You got to have seed in the ground. If you don't have that seed in the ground, God cannot work with it. God has, God has absolutely nothing to work with. Nothing. And I know for some reason when pastors get up and start talking about money, church get quiet. He's not trying to get money from you. It's just that we're trying to get money to you. That's just the bottom line. That's just the bottom line. So that's why, you know, when you have you heard this term, more money than month, meaning that after you pay all your bills, you don't tithe, you don't give an offering, you don't pay your mortgage, your rent, your car note, you paid all your bills, you bought food, that means you still have money left over. Then you be like, wow, babe, we got $1,800 left over after we don't paid everything. We don't tithe and gave an offering. We, we got, that doesn't mean you go to the mall and start shopping. That doesn't, <laughs> that's overflow. You're like, okay, all right, sweetheart, this is what we're going to do. We ain't, we ain't gonna go shopping just yet. Let's let's go and see what else. Since we got this, since we have this amount of money left over each month, let's see who we owe. Let's see, let's go take a look at our finances and see who we owe and pay people off and get them paid off. You know that's what God God want us to be debt free, and we know the biggest debt we have is when we purchase a house. That's the biggest debt that we have when we purchase a house. A car is that's a part. A car you can pay off in three to five years, but a house it takes like thirty years to pay off. So he wants us to be debt free. So you have to give God something to work with. Well, God, I'm believing you to, I'm believing to pay this house off in in fifteen years. When was the last time you put seed in the ground? If there's no seed in the ground. It's going to take a long time for that to happen. Now, uh, the last point I'm going to get to is what is, a, what is a seed in the Bible? The Bible tells us that the sower sows the word. Mark 14, verse, Mark 4, verse number 14, the sower sows the word. And also we can go to 1 Corinthians Chapter number three, verse number six, I planted, 
I planted the Apollos, watered, but God gave the increase. Verse 7, so, so then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now, verse number 8, now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his labor. Yes, when you're doing your flower bed, when you're doing your flower bed or your garden or you're doing any type of landscaping, that's your labor. That's your last, this is hard labor. But in the end, you look at it once everything starts to really start to grow, you begin to see it. Like, oh, wow, I didn't see that before, but that looks really nice. That looks really nice. You know, um, my wife had me to plant to plant, I think, six rose bushes in the front yard. Pink, four, I forgot, six or seven or something, something like that. But in, all in all, I think it was six of those, so it, the total was 10 plants each that I, that I planted. It wasn't from the seed, but, you know, it, you know, it started from a seed when, before she bought it. You know, they, they took care of it. They put the seed in the little flower pot. They watered it. They did what they had to do until it started growing. When it got to a certain height, they sold it, which is fine because each plant starts from a seed. Grass is from a seed. Now, the grass just doesn't just grow automatically. It's at the sod farms, they put the seed down. They put the seed down, with however they do it, they put the seed down. And they wait till it grow, and then once it gets to a certain point, they cut it in sections and they sell it. So my wife had me to plant ten plants in the front in the front flower bed, and then some of the plants um, I had to take. Well, it's, I had to take and I put those like in the backyard near the AC unit. And I said, like, you know what, I'm growing, I want to grow a kind of bush around here. So, so that's what I did. So it was it was a lot of labor. It was a lot of labor, and that labor came at a cost. That labor came at a cost, but in the end, you'll see, you'll see the results of what you did. You know what I mean? It may not look like nothing. That, oh, I want to move this and pull this out. I say, okay, all right, yeah, I'll pull it out later. I'm not doing it today, but I'll pull it out at some point. So all, everything, the grass, the the the. The, the, the plants, the fruits and vegetables, we all know it started from a seed. It starts from a seed. And, you know, some of the things that we eat have seeds in them. You know, mangoes have seeds. Have what, actually, they have one big seed. Watermelon. If you don't get the, uh, the seed list, you will have a bunch of seeds in that. So a lot of things that we have, we eat apples, oranges. They all have seeds. Everything is grown from a seed. So we have to make sure that we take the time to nourish that seed. We water it. We take care of it. And then in the end, you will see the full manifestation. Like, wow, that's a nice, beautiful tree. So it is very good. Um, are, you are you interested in teaching your child how to live a life filled with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? We all know that comes from Genesis, uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse number 22 and 23. The memorable cast of the characters will introduce your child to the fruits of the Spirit in an exciting and an engaging way. The teachings are scriptural-based, easy to understand, and encourage 
family decisions. So any decision that you make or any, any, any seed that you put in the ground, and there, there are going to be some decisions need to be made. And you want to make sure that you make the right decision because every decision that you make will affect the whole household. So don't make a decision and don't talk it over with your spouse. Now, if you're the head of your household, okay, good. If you're the only one to live in the household, fine. You make decisions. But when you make those decisions, I'll also make sure you, you, know, you pray about it, you talk to God about it because you want to make the right decision because you have seed in the ground. So with seed being in the ground, you, we got to be careful of how we take care of that seed. You know, and I got two quotes here. One of them is, now he who supplies the seed to the sower and, the, and bread for food will supply and will multiply your seed for sowing. He will increase the harvest of your righteousness. And the other one is, be careful with what seeds you allow to take root in, in the garden of your heart. Not all seeds bear good fruit. So you're going to come across some people, they just have bad seeds. Just, just bad seeds that they're planting. Some people are just very, uh, they use manipulation. They try to manipulate you into doing things that you don't want to do. And they manipulate other people to doing it. So some people just have just bad seeds. And when I picked it up in my spirit, I said, hey, how you doing? I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I know what this is all about. You know, that's why we got to have the spirit of discernment because God, I mean, the Holy Spirit will tell you everything you need to know in, in less than two minutes. Say, this person is this, 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 and this. I say, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thanks for telling me. And sometimes you can pick it up in your spirit when something is wrong. Like, no, somebody, somebody, that chick ain't right. Somebody her just, just not right. Something just, something just is off. It's off. Or something about him. I came across two people. Came across two people. And one of the guys, I'm like, man, I'm like, uh, uh, when I was doing all, when I was at another church and I was doing audio, so um, they put me on, this, they, they was reducing the team, so they put me on an, another team. And a guy that I worked with before in audio, I'm like, oh, Lord, I just, I just, I, like, I, I don't want to be, I, I don't want to work with this guy because I know what the type of person he is. It's like he wants to be the person that does whatever. So i like, yeah, like, this ain't going to work. This is not going to work because I already knew the type of person he was. I don't know if everybody else didn't see it, but I, I picked it up in my spirit. I said, yeah, something about this. Let me find out what's going on. So what they, was like, what they were saying is, okay, if you come to rehearsal on Thursday, then you work the sound on the stage on Sunday for all three services. I'm like, okay, I'm, like, I'm fine with that. So came in Sunday morning. He took over. I was like, yep, that's a takeover spirit. I know what that is. He don't want nobody else. It's only, it, 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 he's the one that want to be up there, him and another guy. I said, you know what? Okay, you know what? I'm not going to fight it. I ain't going to get mad. Y'all can have it. So y'all can have it. So that kind of discouraged me a little bit because I stopped coming. I was like, you know, what's the point of me coming to rehearsal? 
you know, so everything I learned is like it went out the window. So I had, like, I had to basically retrain myself. So when you come across people like that, it's like, you know what? You say, hey, you still love them. You still pray for them. But as far as me hanging around you or hanging out with you, it's not going to happen because I don't want that spirit to get on me. So then I got to pray that spirit off. Then once that spirit get on you, then guess what? It goes into your house. So now you have a whole problem that you have to go. Now you got to go and pray that problem. You got to pray that out your house. Oh, this is not like you. I, this is not like you. Why are you doing this? You're like, okay. Who are you hanging around? Oh, who, who? So, yeah, I've come across and I work with some people with um, save and unsaved with some bad, bad seed. What they, how, how they say in the world, bad juju? <laughs> I work with some people, I'm like, Lord, have mercy. I'm like, give me the strength. Give me the strength. Please give me the strength. Please give me. And when I take a, uh, I remember I was living down south and I was working with uh, Barrow County Parks and Rec and I went to a different uh, department and uh, I took a day off or something. I took a personal day off and I come back the next day and everything was just like chaotic. Oh, Derek, you see what happens when you take a day off? I'm like, what this got to do with me because I took a day off? Yeah, you know, you're the peacemaker of this group. I'm like, yeah, just throw that in my face. Actually, I was. Actually, I was a peace, like the peacemaker. So I'm the one that basically kept the peace between the guys. And uh, when, you, when you have somebody that's 6'5", 280-something pounds, you become your best friend. <laughs> so I had to. So what I did was I said, you know what? So I was sowing good seed and didn't even know it. I was sowing good seed, didn't even know it. So uh, at one point, I couldn't figure out, I'm like, why are these guys not talking to me? And da, da, da. Then they told me what's going on. I said, oh, okay, so it's him. It's him. Yeah, I heard about him. So it's this guy. This guy. You know, it's this guy. And, and uh we got in a big altercation. I got up in his face, and he was shaking with coffee in his hand, shaking with coffee in his hand. And I told the other guys what he was doing, what he was doing, what he was telling the supervisor. The guy lifted his hands up. He turned his back around. He said, do whatever you need to do. I didn't see anything. <laughs> so after that, it's like, ah. OK, now we're going to clear the air a little bit. We're going to clear the air. You, a lot of stuff, you don't know what's going on. But we cleared the air a little bit. So now the guys, they knew what was going on. So now it's like they have more respect for me. You know, now what the Bible said, God will make the enemies your footstool. So that guy that was causing a, a lot of problems with everybody on the crew, guess what? Eventually, we became good friends. We became good friends. We became good friends, just like um, uh, when I was working with uh, Publix in the warehouse and this Haitian guy, we got into it. We got into it, and next thing you know, we was best friends. So that's what God will do. When you plant good seed, those are the results you get. So you plant good seed, you're going to reap good seed. You plant bad seed, you're going to reap bad seed. So that's why it's always important to plant 
good seed. Even if that person talks about you, they throw you under the bus, they don't strap you to a, lock, uh, a rocket and, show, and, and get ready to, you know, shoot you off to Mars or Venus or someplace, you know, you still plant good seed, you know, because they treated you wrong. That doesn't mean you treat them wrong, but you let them know, listen, you're not going to do this to me. You're not going to treat me any kind of way, and you're not going to talk to me any kind of way. You could talk to your kids like that, but I'm a grown, I'm a grown man, I'm a grown woman. So you're not gonna talk to me this way. Sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to make that statement. Because if you don't, they're gonna continue to treat you like dirt. And I had to come across that. So when I told them, hey, listen, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Enough is enough. I'm not gonna take this no more. You know, so we do have that right to, we have the right of freedom of speech. You can say whatever you want to say to them. Uh, don't threaten them because then they get back to, well, he threatened me and da-da-da. He said he's going to do this, he's going to do that. You know, I did get, I did get in trouble. Uh, me and this guy got into it. I told him, I said, you know, if I didn't need this job, I'd throw you through the window. I got in trouble for that. Got in trouble for it. Not thinking. I was just, I mean, I was just upset. You know, sometimes you get you get upset. You start saying things and doing things that you don't intentionally. You know, you know, like, oh man, why did I do that? I could have handled that in the better. I could have handled that better. But you learn from your mistakes. You learn from your mistakes. So even with planting good seed, I had supervisors like, hey, get the guys and go do this, 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 and this. I'm like, like I'm I'm the new person. I just got here. You trying to tell me get the guys and go do this? Yeah, go get them and go do this. So I have several supervisors that I work with, and by me planting a good seed, and they, they saw my good worth ethic that I had, and I still have, they respected me, um, no problems. We went and, I went and did whatever, whatever they asked me, I did it. Then fuss, complain about it. Even though it may seem crazy, it may seem stupid at the time, I still did it. So even, even in the secular world, you're planting good seed. Body of Christ, you're planting good seed. That's what you want to do. You want to plant that good seed. And you want to make sure, whew, when you plant that good seed, you're going to have good results. You're going to have good results. And be like, hey, I heard, you know, hey, um, I heard you need help for your yard. Come on, I'll help you with your yard. I don't need no help. No, nah, don't worry about it. You helped me with mine th four months ago, so I'm going to help you with yours. So you just plant a good seed. You know, planting a good seed, it doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost anything. We plant a good seed. We, we've helped out, uh, let me see, one, I think the total of maybe four or five people we helped out with a food pantry. We went, I personally went and bought food. Hey, here you go. So we planted a good seed. That's something they probably, that's something they're going to remember for a long time. Say, yeah, I remember I went over to Amen Always Church and I needed some food and they told me to come back in about an hour and they had some food for me to, to take home to my, me and my kids. Me and my kids. So it may, in some cases, it's not going to cost you anything to be kind, to be nice to somebody that's planting a good seed. And in some cases, you know, it may cost a little bit where you try, you want to help out this person to um, get food or whatever, or maybe help them pay one of their bills. 
or even provide some type of transportation. Can I, you know, pick them up, drop off the work, take them back home, or take them to the grocery? You know, it may cost a little something, but hey, you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for the Lord. That's what you do. That's what you're doing it for. We're not doing it for them. We're doing it unto God. So that's why we plant good seed, and God has always planted good seed. Jesus Christ has always planted good seed. Even the Holy Spirit planted good seed. So those are the examples that we can live by because all three of them have always planted good seed.